Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we talked about Hunter Biden and Ron DeSantis. Here's the show. So David Lionheart uh, has a piece in his newsletter today about like whether or not we should take the Hunter Biden. By the way, he should have been a professional wrestler with that name. And now entering the ring from parts unknown, David Lionheart. It might be Lionheart. Uh, I'm not sure. If he was a wrestler, he would pronounce it Lionheart, regardless of what it is, really. (laughs) DeSantis or DeSantis? So... So he's got in his newsletter, and I think he writes uh, quite a good newsletter. His like one of my essential morning reading. Yeah, I bet and, you read him every day. <laughs> you know, you should you should do your newsletter. The problem with your newsletter is it comes out right in the middle of the day, and I have a job. Yes, I just don't I can't sit around and read content. Uh, I do often. I read your newsletters. I just often get to them later. Mm. Anyway, uh, so. He writes a piece about whether or not the Hunter Biden thing is a scandal. Uh, and this was maybe – I have uh, – you know, I've, I've said this before that, like, the Hunter Biden thing does kind of wash over me. But I it, – th- his point here in the piece is he basically says the Hunter Biden thing is real in the sense that Hunter Biden was absolutely influence peddling. He was absolutely using the Biden's name, uh, his – Dad, while his dad was vice president, he was sitting on these boards where he was collecting a ton of money, uh, basically because he was a Biden. Uh, that said, the but then he goes on to s- sort of explain, but that's not what the right is accusing. Like that's not the story that they're <laughs> yes. telling, right? The story that they're that's telling not quite is quite Biden of, crime family, right? <laughs> uh, and and. One of the points he makes is that, like, it's one of the reasons, like, I think it's hard is, like, the Trump family, we just got through the Trump family where Jared Kushner walked away with a $2 billion investment from the Saudis. And so the idea, and this is it, right? The idea that we have to listen to the exclamations of the people who totally were like, yeah, all like Trump is having people stay in his hotels uh, and making people stay in his hotels, like makes the Secret Service pay money at his hotels, uh, you know, makes all these foreign people and tries to hold the G8 at like the Doral. Uh, and then like and then what's his name? Jared Kushner walks away with a two billion dollar investment from the Saudis. And like he's got his kids installed in the White House. And now uh, I think there's just I think it's very difficult to have those same people be like Biden crime family. Hunter Biden. And so there's just like, like, these people have no moral credibility. Why would I listen to them? And so I think there's been part of me that's just been like, okay. Uh, And yet, objectively, I think Hunter Biden is not a good guy. Uh, That's I think I think Hunter Biden is like not uh, not on the up and up. Uh, He's clearly incredibly troubled, right? Like the gun charge is about him lying about his sobriety uh, in order to like and then, you know, get it in order to obtain a, a firearm like that's the that's the weapons charge against him. Yes. Um, and so uh, and he clearly was he clearly was influence peddling. So it's not nothing. It's just not the story Republicans are telling, nor are they credible messengers to tell it. Uh, 
But that said, like, I think Biden, you know, this idea that like Hunter's showing up to state dinners, like, I guess I, I guess I've been, I've been contemplating what one does as a parent and as a president. And then I, I also read, um, there was a piece in the Borg, uh, that Jill, Jill, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence wrote, mm-hmm. um, that basically was like, Hey, Biden, like stop inviting Hunter to state dinners. Like, like don't have him flying around on air force one. Like this is a problem and you've got bigger things to like, you have a bigger obligation here. And I, and I think she got yelled at for that piece. Like, I think she took a lot of incoming for making that suggestion, but I think I basically agree with that. What do you think? I, I mean, just for the people on Reddit, that's Sarah saying that she agrees with that piece, not me. <laughs> so light her up. For, I, you know, I, my thoughts on this are slightly complicated in that clearly Hunter has been influence peddling, but not even, influ- I mean, influence scamming because he didn't have any influence. So right. this is the right, you know, when influence peddling is when you, you, you take money and then you exert influence. He went around pretending he had influence to get money and then people would pay him i guess my guess is these people are smart enough to know that they're just taking a flyer on it and yeah. you know maybe he can maybe he can't they don't care it's worth like, if you're the chinese energy company who was paying hunter which by the way again the amazingness of the trump was taking money from the same chinese, same chinese energy company, company that same hunter chinese was company. this is and yet right. the hunter one where there does not seem to be any actual influence exerted that's the one that's the problem for republicans it's amazing um but between this and the trying to to, to deny paternity of of his child and um I, I mean i just at some point i think there is a you get beyond like hey it's just a troubled person to like i, I I know maybe bad person, maybe train wreck of a person, maybe I, I don't know what it is, but like we're past the point where we can just as a moral matter. I'm not even talking about the political stuff. Say like, oh, it's just a trouble guy. I mean, the guy's like what, fifty five years old or something. You know, like you're you know you're a grown ass man. He's responsible for his actions, and I am comfortable saying like not not a good guy. Yeah, that that's. I mean, I am. Uh, I think addiction like is just horrible and tragic and i don't care if he's 55 like i can i can have a lot of compassion on the idea that like hunter biden is sick and uh the the question for me is maybe it is a political one um because let's talk about the political one the the political one is is that's the the, what's what joe biden has control over right right i don't think that I don't think Joe, Joe Biden, Biden should not love his son or not try to help his son or not have his son. I think he, I think he has to do every. You know, th- I'm not judging him. I mean, I, I any any good parent is going to love their kid through addiction. Oh, don't make that face. No, yeah. no, I I was making the agree face. That see, wasn't the agree listeners, face. Listeners, you that can't not see me, face. so you just take my word for it that I was nodding along with Sarah and agreeing. <laughs> it's not the agree Any face. parent should love their kid no matter what. Yeah, the question is is uh is like how to handle Hunter Biden, which has become if not a direct liability because I actually think swing voters don't care that much. Uh is like a muddying of the waters 
that there is a uh, there is especially for low info voters a tendency to be like well they're both corrupt so i'll take the one that's more fun or the one that i think is better for the economy so uh i think i'm again it seems to me we we have not seen any evidence that joe biden himself has acted improperly at all in all of this and as a matter of like optics i kind of think that biden should just live his life Joe Biden the way he wants and if he wants to have his troubled kid to it's not like not having his troubled kid to state dinners will as a guest will clear all of this up in the minds of low information voters right they're gonna hear on uh the ghost of Rush Limbaugh's show or whatever that is they're gonna hear whatever they're gonna hear and the Republicans are gonna say whatever they're gonna say anyway and part of the, the thing that people appreciate about Joe Biden is that for a politician he is a reasonably normal human being and uh, reasonably normal be human beings are loyal to their family and uh, have personal foibles and don't always care most about the politics. And one of the things that is charming about Biden is that he uh, he wouldn't abandon his kid. Which I certainly wouldn't myself Again, either. Difference between abandoning and like, no, hey, I, don't yes. come to state dinners yes. and like fly around on Air Force One on the taxpayer's dime now that you have like influence peddled. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I think it's a close call. Um, I guess I also think it's a bit of a close call. Although there's also then the, the hunter element of it. Like if I was – my dad was president and I was the main like scandal lighting him up, I might – on my own, show the judgment and the decency to not uh, be like, I'm going to be the center of attention here. I don't know. I mean, it's it's impossible to know parent-kid relationships and like what internal family dynamics are like. Uh, you also have no idea how self-aware this guy is. And I, I mean, the more the more interesting question is, will any of this stick? I think the best the best piece we've run on Hunter was by Mona, um, which was sort of doing the psychoanalysis to why Hunter is so important for Republicans. Yeah. And it's because Hunter is their get out of jail free card for everything that Trump has done. Yeah. And without Hunter, they would have to go and find something else. Like, you know, it's not like, well, if they didn't have Hunter, they would say, geez, Donald Trump is really bad and corrupt. They would find something else. But but they have to have something. And Hunter is that handhold that they're going to cling to till they're fucking dead. And uh, I agree with that. I just think it's important for us not like you can say that what the Trump guys did is worse. You can say that it's in a totally different planet and still say that Hunter Biden's influence scamming is objectively wrong and like skeevy. And like we're like in the middle right now of also thinking about like the Supreme Court, uh, you know, and all these trips that people take them on. And like I, I just think there is a. Oh, that uh, Clarence Thomas reporting. Yeah. And it keeps coming and coming. The 34 trips. The best, though, is his his RV, his quarter million dollar RV, which he was like, you know, I scripted saved. And it turns out one of his billionaire friends underwrote it. <laughs> really? I didn't see that. They yeah. bought it for him. Uh, they underwrote the the loan to get it. So, you know, scripted saved also had an, a, had an assist from one of my Richie Rich friends amazing you can't make it up you can't make it up who spends a quarter of a million dollars on an rv that 
is crazy. That's crazy town. You could spend a quarter awesome. million dollars sounds on a watch awesome. or a comic book. Those would be <laughs> reasonable things. A watch or a things. comic book, yeah. Maybe even a baseball card. But uh-huh. on an RV, which is only to depreciate in value? Ugh. Uh-huh. <sighs> anyway, so, the point is, is I think we're at a moment of discussions around uh, how uh, – like how people use their influence and like receive remuneration for that influence in ways that are untoward around influence. And, uh, I just, I, I, I want to make clear that I think it is objectively not good. And had we not just come out of the Trump years, I think it would be, uh, also very not good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and this, you know, I, I don't even know that we've seen anything to suggest that what Hunter did, in terms of his influence scamming, was illegal. It's bad even if it wasn't illegal. Like that's another important, right. that's important the thing. distinction I, I think, to make. Like well, it's not just like, well, he was on the right side of the law. It's bad anyway. It's not. It's not good. That's the Leon, Leonhardt's poise. Like that. That'll that'll get you off in court. But like yeah. with public opinion, it's still like sort of gross. Yeah, it's not illegal. It's but bad. if you are suggesting to the Chinese that uh, you know you can. Your dad hand, is the vice president, and I've got these, you know, high-level connections. Uh, but at least we got a president for whom there is zero indication that he himself has done any of this. This is, you know, like it, Joe seems to be – I don't think there are any insinuations that are credible anywhere that Joe has done any of this. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to take the other side of myself for one second, though. I will say my guess is is that if you checked a whole bunch of influential people – like went through members of the Senate, whatever, and then went and checked their kids. I bet there's a lot of kids on a lot of boards. Oh my god, yes. I bet like there's a lot of people with the with last names that get them places where, you know, sure, they're talented and smart, but like they're there because they've by got their a own last bootstraps. Name. Yeah. Yeah, no, this happens everywhere. And it's happens everywhere in every in every walk of life. Right. You know, you're at a school district and your your mom is the superintendent of schools and you become a teacher. Oh, you know, you're going to get hired real quick. Right. This is this is how the world works around us. Um, But it's bad. But it's bad there. Okay, Hunter Biden. Bad. Nepo, baby. We settled it. I'm glad that feels good. Uh, okay, I wrote about Ron DeSantis on Wednesday before I took a day off. I had a little vacation yesterday, a little spa day for myself. It was great. <laughs> um, and I, I suggested that we only have two weeks left with Ron DeSantis as a viable presidential nominee. And two weeks from now, we can basically stop pretending that. Uh, that he's in. And and honestly, he might even start thinking about getting out. This is a big swing. I So I think you're – I think this is not tr- not correct. And Really? Oh, way off. Did you read the piece? Uh, to get I the did. full majesty of my – the force <laughs> of argument? I read the whole piece. Okay. Uh, hard disagree. Uh, Tell me even, more. Even though, I, even though I agree in general on the death spiral uh, that he's in. And after your piece was published um, – just to argue for you for a second, uh, we saw the first poll, national poll from Signal, uh, not the encrypted app. Uh, but I was like, who's Signal? Is this full legit? Uh, but it's it's probably okay. But Vivek, Vivek, Vivek has overtaken 
uh, DeSantis uh, with 11 percent to 10. And I that's rough. Yeah, I don't know that I think DeSantis is quite there uh, for the first debate. But I think this stuff's coming. Here's where I wait till you see Vivek's numbers after the first Mm -hmm. debate, because let me tell you, it ain't going to be DeSantis that gets a pop. I guess we'll see. Uh, but I just think two weeks. DeSantis has a lot of money. This is my big quibble. He's just sitting on piles of cash. I mean, the super PAC is. Yeah. He's not. Right? And that money's going to dry up. Mm. Yeah, the super PAC's got a lot. That's true. But, like, he transferred a bunch of the early money to the super PAC. Like, that's his money. Uh, and so as long as the super PAC's got a ton of cash... Uh, Can he get that back? So I, I legit have no, no no understanding of this because to keep his own campaign going, like to pay his whatever the 60 remaining staffers that he has and for his five car entourage wherever he goes, like he's got to be paying bills on that. And if the donor money, the big donor money starts drying up and he's already maxed out a bunch of donors, right? Like they can keep funneling money to the super PAC, but how much money can he bring into his the actual Ron DeSantis 2024 organization. Yeah. Well, this is this is where, like I said, the point that I agree with is that like he's got to have a good debate. Yeah. He's got to have a good debate. Now, you have seen him speak, right? I've seen him speak. <laughs> I have. So what do you think the chances I are that he's going to have included, a good debate? I love that you included the Charlie Crest uh, <laughs> debate club. Because I, that, you know, somewhere, I'm going to go find it at some point. And uh, I was on a podcast like... For, I can't remember one of the UK papers uh, and it was like their deep dive on American politics and I they were like make one prediction and my prediction was Ron DeSantis would not be the nominee and it was based on that clip it was like look I don't know where this whole thing's going and like the voters are to with clear, him right you now you didn't do this last week you did no, this, this was months a long and months time. ago right. okay. I'm and this sorry. Was actually, I want you to get full credit for this this is when DeSantis was like super popping in the focus yeah. groups but I, I was like, I watched that debate and I was like, oh, he's bad at this. Mm-hmm. He's not good. Uh, I just think your two weeks is I like there's no way he doesn't go through Iowa. This is like there's no like he's gonna he's gonna be in the race through Iowa and he will uh, live or die there. I so I would I would agree with that. Except that he may be scrapping for third or fourth place in Iowa. And to not come in second in Iowa is catastrophic for his future viability as a person in Republican politics. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is for if he can get to Iowa and finish second and then uh, withdraw and hold off on endorsing Trump if possible and do his, I, you know, I, I, I just think we're going to lose. We're going to lose if we do this. And then he can say, I told you so if Trump loses, that's fine. But if he, if he were to not, it's possible he won't finish second in Iowa. <laughs> like he could finish behind Trump. He could finish behind Scott. He could finish behind Vivek. He could. That would be, I mean, if that happens, his poli- his political career is over. Uh, yeah. Nationally. I mean, so, Nationally. And, and that's, I guess, like. There's a lot of tail risk, I guess, to that strategy. Yeah. Right. You know, if you get out now, you know what the risks are. But you could also say, hey, I was number two. I was number two in the polls. And I just, you know, we, we saw a path. 
I definitely saw a path forward, but I didn't want to be part of this divisiveness, and it's so... So, yeah. So you think if he has a bad debate, he just drops out? I think it's possible. Mm. Um, Because he has three options then, right? He's got to figure out, do I want to keep going and risk falling farther Right. And this is there's a confidence question here. Like, how confident is he and how realistic is he about his ability to finish second in Iowa? And maybe he's one of these guys who, like, just assumes that every time he runs rolls up to the craps table, he's going to make his number. And like, you know, huh, I never crap out. I'm a hot roller. I you know, give me the rocks. But maybe he is like a bloodless uh realistic calculator and will understand like what he's really up against. And a lot of it will depend on how what the debate is like, right? I mean, Christie has said explicitly that he's going to try to go straight at Ron in this debate. He's like, got to get past him. Once we're past him in New Hampshire, right now we're tied with him in New Hampshire. Once I get past, I'm going to go and I'm just going to eat him. going to eat him for dinner, literally. Um, then we can go after Trump in, in New Hampshire. Uh, Vivek has got to make his move because he wants to get past DeSantis in, in Iowa. Tim Scott will try to stay above it all and be Mr. Nice Guy. I don't know. Like, yikes. What happens uh, if he gets pantsed by Gavin Newsom? <laughs> what is this debate he's going to have with oh, Gavin Newsom? Why is he doing this? Also, by the way, so this is... Desperation. Uh, yeah, well, but this is an idiotic... Uh, like, why would you, when you're running for president of the United States, just debate some other governor? I, th- I mean, because they feel panic right like everything is going wrong we have to try to do something to change the dynamic like we just you know we have to shake up the etch-a-sketch and see if something will change it so maybe we get a moment in our debate with gavin newsom although i have to say and i do not like gavin newsom uh and gavin newsom's a pretty slick debater uh yeah, I also I understand would DeSantis like to gets, register that I really don't like Gavin Newsom. Sure. Um, but I... Uh, and I would like Gavin Newsom to stop running for president already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Please stop, Mr. Governor. Yeah. Well, that's right. Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom can both fake run for go- fake run for president <laughs> yes, right now. That's what this that's debate what seems it's like. fake run for president. Uh, but and, if he gets crushed on Fox by Gavin, yikes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see, I can, I can sort of see their logic, right? What they're thinking to themselves is the Republican debate is actually kind of, they don't, nobody wants to see Ron DeSantis beat up on other Republicans. Like he is at his best, he is at his most popular when he is crapping on Democrats and like being surly and getting in their face. And they need that moment because when he does that to Tim Scott, uh, Republican voters aren't necessarily going to like stand up and cheer. Yeah, I, I mean, he's at his best when he's having another human being's voice coming out of his mouth. That's <laughs> I kind of feel like what he should really ask for in the debates is to have a surrogate who stands next to him, who like Ron whispers into his ear and the guy just repeats the words in a better voice. So he doesn't <laughs> sound like this. <laughs> he does sound so whiny. It's I'm sorry. I realize it's a superficial thing to say. and I say it all the time, but I really think it's important. People yeah. think to themselves, do I like hearing from this person? Yeah. I don't know that anybody likes hearing from Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, so I so don't you know. you think he's in no matter what? 
Oh, well, here's the question: yeah. of This, if you were running, let's pretend you were his consigliere. So let's let's take away the like, what will he do? Let's go to what should he do? You were his consigliere, and your your chief interest is in you love Ron DeSantis. So let's pretend he's your brother. He's your near do well brother, and <laughs> you you know you love so you love him no matter what, even if he has a, issues and et cetera, et cetera. And you are trying to counsel him. It, in such a way as to maximize his viability going forward. Cause you know that, that he's just a political guy. He just wants to keep running for stuff his whole life. He just, what would you counsel him to do? Uh, I would change his entire messaging strategy, right? Okay. I would stop, uh, focusing on trans stuff constantly. I would stop fighting with Disney and I would – this is part of you were telling me about Allah Pundit. Um, but, like, this is this is the advice I give when reporters – other reporters ask me this stuff, uh, which is, like, quit the culture war stuff uh, or, like, at least having that be the tip of the spear, like, the only thing you talk about. Uh, focus on competence and record. Uh, gold Start gold-watching Trump. Like, go, I, this has always been, like – Trump was a great president, but this guy cannot take us into the future. Talk directly to the voters. Like, and 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 he doesn't do this right now. He like elides Trump in this way that makes him look weak in beta. But he should be like, Trump was a great president, but he is 76 years old. Uh, he is not gonna win a general election. I can beat Joe Biden. I won by 20 points in Florida. Here's how I did it. And I unite factions. I can win over swing voters. But he's gotta walk away. He's gotta quit running. On like anti-vax, whatever, because nobody believes it anymore. Nobody believes he's more electable because he seems so extreme and they don't like the six week abortion position. And so he has to like he has to moderate himself and he's got to go back and fight for the group of people who want to move on from Trump. There's and so a whole when 30%. should he get out? Again, for well, thinking, about his get out? Fu- thinking about his future viability. Well, it right? depends. It depends on how he places. I think if I think if he got it together and he was back around like Ron DeSantis has to get out if Ron DeSantis drops to five points like if he's in backfield with Nikki Haley and Mike Pence then what if he's at eight nine what if he's at nine what if he's between nine and eleven what and if his national number are between nine and eleven but see he can live of- on that for a long time and and fight fight back for second place like he'll he'll eventually maybe it, it maybe it doesn't happen because of just who he is because his political talent is non-existent um, but like if he's, as long as he's running in that second place, why would he get out? Uh, well, cause other people are going to move on him and he's drifting downward and I having to leave, having, you leaving, before you out. Get, leaving before you get thrown out by the voters is I think important. Well, maybe not. All right. Uh, we've we've done our diligence. We did 27 minutes on this uh, talking about real politics. Let's talk about Barbie. Hey, again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to Bulwark Plus and subscribe. We'd love to have you.